At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, on the eve of the kickoff of the first Sunday of the NFL season, Matt Humans and Scott Spritzer here. And, uh, Scott, we're just going to call this the big NFL preview show. Oh, all Because uh, we got three <laughs> hours to talk about it's the big. NFL. And we have four great guests on the show tonight. We're going to kick it off with uh, Chuck Esposito, a friend of ours, Red Rock Sportsbook Director, at 6.30 Pacific time tonight. Will Hill, VEASAN handicapper at 7. Scott Kellen an NFL handicapping specialist and a contest winner in Las Vegas at 7.30, and Aaron Renning, professional sports better in Vegas, who's also in the Circa Friday Night Football Invitational. Uh, Aaron's going to join us at 8 p.m. Pacific. Are you? I mean, it's been a crazy day of college football. I love college football. Uh, do you like college or the NFL better in terms of viewing and then also in terms of betting? i, I got to say that it's changed over the last 10 years. It used to be college football night and day over the NFL, betting-wise, watching it, and it's actually flip-flopped, I would say, over the last few years, the last decade, where I'm an NFL guy. I want to watch the NFL. I want to watch every play. I want to watch every game I got to bet on, all that kind of stuff. Where college football, you know, it's funny. Our good friend Dave Koken was texting me today, and uh, he was talking about Air Force. We both had Air Force Mm -hmm. today. And they're going up 27-7, and they fumble the ball going in, apparently. I wasn't watching it that at the time. That was Colorado that actually and, fumbled the ball going in. Okay, he, that's, that's so what was, he meant It then. was 20-7. Right. So it was 20-7 to 7 Air Force, and Colorado was going in to score to make it 20-14 to 14 and fumbled at the one, and Air Force went 99 oh, yeah, yards yeah. the other and way. And that's what he was saying. Okay. I wasn't watching the game at the time. And I just said to him, I go, you know, I go, college football is so crazy stressful 
and there's so many games you're betting on throughout the course of the day uh-huh. that I pick a very few, and I, I record a bunch. Uh-huh. And so on Sundays, I'm sitting there Sunday afternoons after the uh, football game, the NFL games are final. That's when I start watching them, and I'll start, you know, because the motion's out of it. But as far as the NFL, I want to see every single play. I want to see every snap, everything I got money on, and then some. So it has flip-flop for me, and I come from a college a football hotbed, and that's all we had back then. But not anymore, Matt. But I, it, it can be stressful if you're doing it from 9 a.m. till 10 o'clock at night. The college football hotbed you're referring to, Nebraska? Hotbed as in fans, not the team so much anymore. Hot seat, <laughs> I guess, could be thrown in there for one Scott Frost. <laughs> all right, let's talk NFL. We're going to kick it off with the defending AFC champs. The Cincinnati Bengals open the season at home against the Steelers in a division game, AFC North game. And Scott, last night in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational, the most popular NFL side, the Steelers, even a plus six and a half. Right now it's Circa, the Westgate, and a lot of books out there. It's seven. The Bengals are seven-point favorites over the Steelers in tomorrow's opener. Do you have a side? Are you going to play a side in this game? I actually took the Steelers plus seven when that uh, number moved this morning. I haven't played this game. I thought I might be coming in on Pittsburgh, but I haven't. I'm thinking about a potential under in this game. Having said that, though, you've got, you know, Trubisky, who does have impressive numbers if you look at his overall stats throughout his career. Maybe not wins and losses, but as far as some of his key stats. And he didn't have a lot of offensive weaponry, obviously, uh, before now. Uh, He's surrounded by nice talent, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, all these guys. And he's an upgrade over where Ben Roethlisberger Mm -hmm. was, obviously, last year. So I understand, you know, why betters want to back Pittsburgh, plus the old Super Bowl loser, uh, thought that enters everybody's mind when they're handicapping this particular game. And uh, Pittsburgh's been all money as an underdog. They're like 36 and 15 with a push or two uh, over the last 50 plus when getting points. I've heard a million times this week about divisional dogs are the way to go in week one. And that's mm-hmm. been the truth. I mean, 28 and nine against the spread or thereabouts. I've heard all about the Bengals being the next Super Bowl loser to struggle in week one. And I've heard nothing but Mike Tomlin's ability to help Trubisky. And I can see that. I mean, I'm a big, a big Tomlin fan. I, I understand the divisional dog stuff, but I don't trust yet until I see it a couple times, Trubisky in this offense. I want to see how he does when he's got decent players around him. I, mm-hmm. It's a, not a play on Cincy for me. I'm not going to lay those points in a big game like this, but I do think the game stays under that 44-and-a-half, Matt. Okay. Let's take a look at Mitch Trubisky. This might surprise some people. Uh, let's go to an NFL on CBS uh, tweet here about the highest win percentage for quarterbacks since 2000. 18. Patrick Mahomes, number one, at 779%. Lamar Jackson, number two, 75%. Tom Brady, number three. Aaron Rodgers, four. How about Mitch Trubisky, number five on the list at 65.8 winning percentage. Also, quarterbacks with 10,000-plus passing yards, a 64%-plus completion percentage, and 29 or more wins in their first four NFL seasons. Here's the list. Mahomes, Kurt Warner, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Carson Palmer, and Mitchell Trubisky. Does he yeah. get a bad rap for how things went down in Chicago or not? And he had really nothing around him. He didn't have part. much. He's got no. a better coaching staff right. now. And that's what I was saying about the statistics. His statistics aren't as bad as I think most people would assume just because of where he played. So if he's going to get it together, it's going to be here in Pittsburgh with decent weapons around him and, of course, a much better coaching staff. All right. Uh, you did not play the game, though. You don't trust the uh... Trubisky-led Steelers. Uh, I'm a wimp in week one, Matt. I play like three <laughs> games tops. And, Is that right? Uh, yeah, and I lean on the under in this one, but it's it's not yet a play for me, the under. That's the only thing I do here. I, I would not lay Cincy. It was either find reasons to play the Steelers or stay away from the game as far as the side is concerned for me. 
I was a little bit surprised to see that move to seven so early. I thought it might move to seven uh, by Sunday morning, but uh, not by Saturday morning, uh, which it did. All right, Scott, let's uh, recap the Thursday night opener. Bills blow out the Rams 31-10 to in L.A. The defending champs get their butts kicked. And uh, I think what's, what really stands out to me was uh, the Rams' inability to protect, protect uh, Matthew Stafford. He was sacked seven times in the yeah. games, and the Bills did not blitz once. It was kind of crazy because I, would th- I thought going into that the Rams had a better chance with the blocking up front. And yeah. you got to keep guys off of Stafford because of the elbow situation. You know, they didn't throw the ball down the field too much at all, especially in the second half of the game. They really didn't try it a whole lot. And I was trying to decide, and it's tough decision. We're going to see after one more game whether it's Matthew Stafford's elbow is not allowing him to do that mm-hmm. or whether it's the fact that he's on the run for his life because the Rams' offensive line is not blocking uh, real well. And then you got guys who were stepping in like an Allen Robinson who just didn't do what he had to. We were talking about the changes with the Rams roster last week's show. And a couple things we mentioned was, you know, losing like, you know, four out of six receivers and guys like Steronic having to step up, which he was okay. He's like your fourth uh, receiver. He used to be their sixth, but you got to have Robinson stepping up. And then also inside linebacker was a questionable position or unit for me going into this season and we kind of talked about it last week, and I thought they got beat up again there also. So, listen, man, if Buffalo doesn't turn the ball over three times, Matt, it's a much uglier game than what we saw. And the only thing that kept me off a second-half bet, because I'm watching that game mm-hmm. from start to finish, and I'm watching Buffalo dominate but turn the ball over, but I thought, okay, the Rams can't be this bad. There's going to be adjustments made. They're going to keep it close. I didn't bet the game at all. I stayed off the second-half bet. Obviously, it would have been smart to jump in and, and, and take the chance there. Uh, but they're they're in trouble right now, and I don't want to overreact to one game, but you saw the units where certain guys got to step up, and they didn't do it, Matt. Yeah, I had a small bet on the Rams, and at halftime, I wanted to bet the Bills because, like you said, there were three turnovers by Buffalo in the first half. It's 10-10, right. to 10, and I felt, man, Rams are lucky to be tied. <laughs> they're lucky to be tied and probably going to lose this game. But I wanted to wait, and I bet the second half because the Rams received the kickoff to open the second half. Sure. So uh, I'll sit back, see what happens. Well, three and out, punt, game's over. Just like that. I mean, the, the field was so tilted in favor of the Bills so early in the second half, he really didn't have a chance at that point, and you knew it was over. The Rams just uh, could not really yep. stop the Bills unless they picked up a, a fluke turnover or two. Well, that's what's funny about the first quarter is I was texting back and forth with another better who was, he's in L.A., and he wasn't uh-huh. watching the game at the time, running around doing something. And it, he had a an opinion on the uh, – uh, on the um, the bills, and I'd said to him, I go, man, I wish I would have listened a little bit closer to you on that. And and uh, I go, this is an absolute mismatch. And that was early in the game. And of course, the turnovers all of a sudden made it a close game. Uh, it's interesting that there's a, an angle, I guess you could say, out there. And I'm not a big trend guy or anything like that. But when you see a team that has an elite level of wins the season before in week one, getting points, mm-hmm. that's a go against. And it was something that. Uh, somebody I know who does a lot of that kind of stuff with a big database I didn't really talk to until it was almost game time. But it's almost a tell in that that team that was so darn good the season before at home getting points um, means there's been a little bit of a change since the last season. Yeah. And it came to fruition on Thursday night because they got their doors blown off in every aspect of that game. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, I felt like for years, Oof. Scott's one of the most overhyped players in the NFL. Sometimes when you get this label, you're an elite corner. Right. You know, it's... Uh, that's regurgitated by people, and they're not really paying attention to whether or not he's still in the league corner or if he ever was really at one time. I think Jalen Ramsey had one really good year, and mm-hmm. that label, elite corner, sticks to him. 
the last uh, couple of years, I've, I've really seen that. And I thought the Rams trade for him was insane, what they gave up to get him. Uh, yeah. Every time you look up, even last year, Jalen Ramsey's getting toasted. He's getting burnt on the deep balls. And he got crushed by Josh Allen and Stephon yeah. Diggs in that game. And his words about Josh Allen came back to haunt him. You saw that, right? I didn't Where, see the words. Uh, when he was in Jacksonville, he called Josh Allen trash and went on. Oh, and uh, he really um, he, he, he ripped Josh Allen. I, some of the stuff I can't He was bad in the repeat. Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, he, he, was. Was, he had a real bad Super Bowl. He, he comes was bad out. against the Buccaneers in exactly. the playoff game. Yep. And, he, and he was terrible the other night. He couldn't cover. Uh, he's, he's a, he hurts this team. He's a negative in that secondary and uh, he's dancing around before the game and everything. And I remember I heard one of the uh, one of the reporters saying, uh, hopefully he's still dancing around after the game and not playing a game like he did in the Super Bowl <laughs> in February because it was ugly. But yeah, he's he's a guy that they traded a lot for and expected a lot, and he hasn't delivered. There's no doubt about it. So do you come away from that game here in the last 40 seconds? Do you think uh, even more of the Bills than he did before? Or do you just think less of the Rams in terms of uh, how you would adjust, let's say, a, a power rating? A little more of the Bills. I think the the Rams were highly overrated. They were number one in one particular uh, power rating uh, that I was watching or looking mm. at the other day. And I thought they would, should be top five or six, but not number one. A little bit on the Bills, a little bit more on the Bills, but I got to see them play two in a row. And real quickly, Josh Allen, run a little bit less than you did on Thursday night because you're not going to last at all, I've likelihood. Been, I've been saying that for a long time. Right. You can't run that much in the NFL if you want to play 16 games or yeah. you want to be healthy for the playoffs. You can't run that much. Uh, he did make the Rams look bad a couple times uh, when he ran the ball. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back. we got a lot more to talk to. Uh, talk about here on the NFL Preview Show with Scott Spreitzer. Follow him at Scott Wins. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare good sleep should come naturally and with the new natural hybrid mattress it can a collaboration between award-winning mattress brand lisa and home design favorite west elm the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies shared values premium materials meticulous craftsmanship and sustainable practices made with natural latex responsibly sourced natural wool and environmentally safe foams the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to this segment of Sunday Bet Prep presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. They've helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. Whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. at Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. All right, Matt Humans and Scott Sprites are back here. This is our NFL uh, preview show on the eve of uh, week one from the VSIN studio at the Circa Sportsbook. It's been a crazy day in college football. You wonder what it's going to be like on the first Sunday of the season if we're going <laughs> to see some major upsets. Think about who's gone down in the money line prices today on some of these big favorites in college football. Texas A&M, a 19-point favorite. Notre Dame, a 20-point favorite. Wisconsin, a 17-point yeah. favorite. That doesn't happen in the NFL. It's a big upset, Scott, if a seven-point favorite goes down in the NFL. I was just doing a show the other day, a Big Ten show on Wednesday night, and I was telling folks about what the straight-up record was for uh, you know, the, the favorites the last couple of weeks, week zero and week one of college football, and I was telling them what their spread record was, and they were a little bit ahead spread-wise, but I was like, this is why the first couple of weeks of the season, you really don't need to be playing hero and going out and playing underdogs on the money line. And then, of course, today you see on Saturday wow. a ton of money line plays. But, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, you know, NFL underdogs, we got 10 of them, Matt, so it, you know, home dogs. So it could get a little crazy in week one. By the way, Marshall on the money line against Notre Dame today was plus 1,200. That, that Notre Dame offense is a mess. He's 0-3 now. That's the first <laughs> coach in Notre Dame history to start 0-3 because he went back, of course, to the, uh, the, to bowl, the bowl game, game loss. Yeah. Actually, since Brian Kelly left uh, Notre Dame, Brian Kelly and Marcus Freeman are a combined 0-4. Uh, LSU's going to get a win today. Yeah, they were big on Southern last I saw. Yeah, so. <laughs> beating up on Southern. Washington State against Wisconsin was plus 700 on the money line today. And uh, App State was a, a big dog as well. And, uh, man, Alabama just barely survived against Texas. Yeah. 
Uh, so what this uh, brings to mind is uh, the Survivor Contest here at Circa. And Derek Stevens walked out of the studio a happy man today because <laughs> he's got the biggest uh, football contest in history. And uh, Circa surpassed that $6 million guarantee today. If you follow, follow Derek on Twitter, uh, he sent this out at Derek J. Uh, Stevens. Breaking news, Circa Survivor has been open for 116 days with two hours and 33, two hours and 32 minutes until the deadline, the largest football contest in history has surpassed the $6 million guarantee. And uh, it ended up at 6,133 wow. entries. How about that? The Circus Survivor. So, Scott, you and I were going to look at this. I've had uh, a few people text me today, and I hate questions like this because I, I think <laughs> they're, they're so, somewhat obvious. You know, do you really need the advice on who to pick in the Survivor Oof. Contest in NFL Week 1? But tell me which team you think is the safest pick from this group of favorites <laughs> if you're going to play the Circa Survivor Contest. I'm in the point spread contest, Matt. I'll say real quick, I, uh -huh. I've never been in a Survivor Contest. It is so much work. And these guys that win the Survivor Contest, I mean, that's a job in itself because you're, mm -hmm. you're mapping out you how teams are going to be playing, who they're going to be playing throughout the course of the season. It's not an easy gig, no doubt about it. Yeah, you don't think uh, just about week one. You have right. to map out your strategy uh, long term if you're going to be successful. But you also don't want to get knocked out in week one. Yeah. <laughs> which happened a couple of years ago when a lot of people played the Colts. Uh, that was 2020, I believe. The Colts in that season opener at right. Jacksonville, <laughs> and they went down, and uh, the Jaguars finished 1-15 and that season. <laughs> All right, so which team is the safest pick, Scott, if you're in the Circus Survivor Contest? The Bengals, seven-point favorites at home against the Steelers. The Ravens, six-and-a-half, seven-point favorites at the Jets. The Saints laying five-and-a-half at the Falcons. Let's just talk about that group of three right there because you've got two road favorites in the Ravens and the Saints and a home favorite in the Bengals. So of that group of three, which one uh, would you say is the safest Whew. survivor pick? Baltimore Ravens, I guess, would be my pick of those three. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ravens, of course, you know, they're in a situation where they're going to go up against a quarterback who the younger receivers want to play for because they said he's got such touch on his passes and mm -hmm. they're soft and they're easy to catch away from your body. Well, the problem is he can't move. So I think the Ravens are just going to come after him and try to knock him off his game a little bit. And if he can't move, they're in trouble. So the, the fact that the Ravens are a potential Super Bowl contender, AFC champion contender against a Jets team that's not using the quarterback they wish they had out there this week and uh, are not quite there yet. So out of those three, and it's not my favorite of the bunch that we're going to talk about, but of those three, I would say the Ravens. So Broadway Joe Flacco and the Jets against his former team, the Baltimore Ravens. Exactly. And he led to the Super Bowl. All right, uh, how about this group of uh, three, the 49ers and Trey Lance, now down to six-and-a-half-point favorites in some spots. Six-and-a-half or seven-point favorites, that's Chicago. The Eagles, five-point favorites on the road against the Lions, or the Colts laying seven. Early in the week it was eight. The Colts favorites at Houston. So, again, three road favorites in that group, Scott, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Colts. Of those three, I would, if I was in the Survivor Contest, I would be on San Francisco. Really? Of those three. Okay. And I know seven can feel a little high. We talked about it last week. Felt a little bit high with that injury up front of the offensive line. Daniel Brunskill being banged up, sore hamstring, uh, potential three new starters up front if everybody's not healthy mm -hmm. for this team. A new quarterback, although they play with him quite a bit. They know him quite well, and he fits what Shanahan's trying to do. They also have a new secondary for the most part, but it's the play. I'm going to do this because Chuck Esposito's on next. They're going up against one of the worst teams in football. <laughs> and if you can't come out with a win, I'm not talking about beating this point spread of six and a half, seven, but if they can't come away with a victory in this one, it is a real letdown. This would be one of the shockers of the week 
for me. That doesn't mean they're going to come out and win. Uh, but the bottom line is, as we've spoken about, Matt, you and I together, is that you know Justin Fields has absolutely zilch around him. Mm-hmm. You know, wait for the offseason to build around him, not this year. And so I would say of those three teams, it would be the Niners. Okay, how about uh, the absence of George Kittle? If uh, he doesn't does miss help. that game yep. for the 49ers, how much do you think that's going to hurt the San Francisco offense? Oh, that's that's why I wouldn't lay the points in this particular yeah, game. Yeah. I still think they come away with the victory, but I don't want to lay the points. Early on in the season like this, the, mo- the things that I'm worried about the most when you're talking about a quarterback like Lance would be a guy like Kittle, somebody that he's mm-hmm. going to rely on when things are kind of a little bit shaky, especially if the offensive line isn't blocking well up front. But I do think the Niners get by the Bears. Again, I'm not going to be on them point spread-wise, but I do think they get by as far as a straight-up win. Yeah, it's, it's kind of – got to approach NFL handicapping with a different mindset, right? And you also sure. want to take into account that the betting public is going to be so heavy on some of these sides oh, yeah. and some of these sides you don't want to be on. Uh, when the when the public's so heavy on it, I feel like the Niners are going to get a ton of teaser action tomorrow. Oh no doubt. And yeah. I just got this feeling, Scott, that uh, those teaser players are going to have to sweat this one out in <laughs> Chicago. It doesn't really make sense when you look at the matchup. Right. It doesn't make sense. You would think the 49ers should manhandle the Bears. Something tells me that's not going to happen. Okay, I, I could the, see well, that. Well, the yeah. absence yeah. of George Kittle kind of pushes me over the edge there a little bit because, like you said, I think he's a security blanket yeah. in a way for. Would you uh, rather Trey have Lance Jimmy G with Kittles out or Trey Lance? Uh, I, I would probably uh, – man, that's that's a tough call. I don't think there's much of a difference between the two. Yeah, I think I think only because of Jimmy G's experience. Yeah, that, experience that's it, is it. Trey Lance is going to be able to make uh, something out of nothing when plays break down. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I almost it, said the Eagles, by the way. I laid four I thought you were going to say the Eagles. Yeah, I almost did. I know that, that, you, know. Uh, you and I, last week, our, our whole show was Eagles-themed <laughs> on how much we like the Philadelphia Eagles – I thought that was going to be the, the way you go there. Uh, it's always tricky, though, to go with road favorites. It is. Yeah. Uh, in week one. How about uh, the last two on this list? The Chiefs, and they're getting a lot of betting support this week. Chiefs, six-point favorites in the desert against the Cardinals. Or the Broncos on Monday night, now here at Circus Sports, up to seven-point favorites against Seattle in the Russell Wilson homecoming game. Well, Seattle, to me, whether they win this game or not, is the worst team in the NFL, whether they win or not. Uh, if Drew Locke was, out, was on the field, I would probably be saying – you know what, I'll go with uh, Kansas City over Arizona of those last two teams, those mm-hmm. last two choices. But it's Geno Smith. And listen, I know you can find little things out on Geno Smith since he's come in uh, for Russell Wilson and, and played when Wilson was banged up and all that kind of stuff. And he didn't look as bad as he has at other times throughout his career. Uh, but it is Geno Smith against the Broncos. And it might take Denver a little bit of time to get it going. They might not cover the spread on Monday night. you got a new quarterback. You've got a quarterback in a new system. It might take a little bit of time to get things going. And, and I like Pete Carroll. But... Because it's Geno Smith, I'm going to go with the Broncos. It's not that big of a difference between them and Kansas City. Uh, The thing that bothers me about uh, Arizona is all those injuries they've suffered so far. And, of course, losing a guy like Chandler Jones, who's now playing here in Las Vegas, is going to hurt that team's pass rush. But a few too many question marks for me with the receivers with KC. I think they'll be okay. A few less question marks on the Monday night game. So I'll say Denver between those two teams. Okay. That's a close close call for me. I I think the – I got a feeling the Chiefs are going to win big. Uh, I guess so. That whole group, I'll probably go with the Ravens. I think that yeah. seems like the safest pick. I, I was going to pick them, and I thought, no, nah, I got to be a little different. I heard Derek Stevens saying the Ravens are the number one pick, so I'm <laughs> going to go with the Niners, even though they're like top five or six too, as far as the amount of times they've been chosen for the Survivor. I'm contest. not surprised. I thought the Ravens were going to be the number one yeah. uh, Survivor pick this week, so um, not a big surprise there. By the way, the Lions look like they're going to be down a couple of offensive line starters. Yeah. Uh, so if you like the Eagles in that game, you might like the Eagles a little bit more. Chuck Esposito is going to join us next. Week one in the NFL, 
is a huge wagering hand a week. Let's find out what the public is betting. Uh, Chuck from Red Rock Sportsbook joins us next year on VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, 24-7 video, and pro tips, plus a lot more. Uh, our College of Pro preseason betting guides are still up there and valuable too. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIM Pro access to everything we do. Now all the way through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. VSIM.com slash subscribe. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. I'm here with Scott Spritzer tonight, our NFL preview show on the eve of uh, week one. And Chuck Esposito joins us from Red Rock Sportsbook. And uh, Chuck, I have to ask you first, before we jump into how crazy the uh, betting handle is going to be on uh, week one of the NFL season, what's it been like uh, today in college football? Because here at Circus Sports, Marshall upsets Notre Dame. Marshall was plus 1,200 on the money line. App State takes down Texas A&M. App State about plus 900. And Washington State at about plus 700 against Wisconsin. And then you had Texas nearly upsetting Alabama. I got to think it's a pretty good day to be a bookmaker, and I also got to think the handle is going to be off the hook. Tell us. It, it is, Matt. I mean, you kind of stole my thunder. Those are the four games that I was going to highlight, but uh, the handle, the atmosphere, the buzz in the room is crazy. It's always like this week one, but when you've got you know so much more parity in college football and having some of the top you know 10 to 15 teams in the country get beat, there's still other games going on right now where some of these teams have struggled. Interested to see what the top 20 is going to look like, um, you know, on Monday morning. But uh, huge upsets today across the board in college football. And, Scott, this is the week of the home dog in the NFL. Ten <laughs> of them. Ten home dogs in the NFL. But the first one went down on Thursday night, the Rams. Yeah, what did that do to your teaser tickets? You guys had to be feeling pretty good after that uh, Buffalo shellacking on uh, Thursday night, Chuck. Yeah, we were, Scott. I mean, for us, we, we wanted one of the two teams to, to cover teasers. But the real big thing for, uh, for Thursday night was keeping the game under. Um, it was bet at a high clip. I think almost 69% of the tickets were on the over. We had a huge decision on keeping the game under. So that really was the difference maker on Thursday night. What do you need behind the counter? What is Chuck Esposito saying with Jason McCormick and the whole gang tomorrow about, man, we got to have this team come through for us or we're in trouble? Well, I mean, I heard you guys say, you know, 10 home dogs. Uh, we're definitely going to need the puppies to be barking somewhat tomorrow. Um, you know, some of the bigger decisions right out of the gate are, I mean, the two, the, the two highest ticket counts are by far uh, the Ravens and, uh, and the Broncos, both at close to 87% of the tickets on those two teams. So if somehow we can get the Jets to hang around tomorrow and cover, and I think a lot's going to be dumping into Monday night, of course, where we're going to be huge Seahawks fans. Um, but we've seen a lot of action on the Chiefs, a lot on the Saints as well. Um, those are some of the bigger games. But really the Ravens tomorrow is the biggest game by far at this point. 
Chuck, if I ask you right now, what are the three worst teams in the NFL? Uh, what's your answer? Oh, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to say Bears, Seahawks, and I think Jags right now. Okay. If, I'm, if I answer it right now, that's what I'm going to say. All right, so the Bears and the Seahawks are both home dogs this week, and uh, the Bears are taking a little bit of money, uh, Chuck. I don't know if you're still at seven on this game at Station Casinos. You're out at Red Rock in Summerlin, uh, but I've seen six and a halfs pop up on the board today. Uh, why do you think the Bears are taking money against the Niners? I think really it's, you know, the uncertainty with Kittle, but it's more Trey Lance. Uh, you know, we only had a, a small sample size of him last year. They did resign Jimmy Garoppolo. Not sure if there was any, uh, you know, any behind-the-scenes reasoning for that or, or not. Um, defensively, they're really good. Skill position players, they're good. Uh, Matt Everfluss, you know, in Indianapolis, he had that defense playing really well. But, Matt, we're still at that key number, and, 68% of the tickets on the point spread still favor the 49ers, and almost 80% of the money line tickets are on the 49ers. So although we've seen a little bear money show, not enough to push us off that key number yet. What, what do you do? I had this question asked the other night. I want to switch back to the, the Rams uh, game on Thursday night and how bad they looked. And I had this question asked to me on Twitter on Thursday night when the game went final, and it was like, what do you do? with your power ratings when you guys are sitting and making lines with the Rams? I mean, how much of that do you feel was, you know, something that's going to haunt this Rams team uh, throughout the next few weeks, if not longer? And how much do you think was it was just a bad game and a great game played by Buffalo? Because it felt to me like it was a little bit more macro and long-term than it was just micro in one game. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, Scott, but it is just one game. Um, so it's hard to kind of hit the panic button. I mean, you know, it was a great game where you get the defending Super Bowl champs against the betting odds Super Bowl favorite. But I think it was more of a product that just Buffalo is really, really good. We know Stafford didn't play at all in the preseason. I think he only made three pass attempts over 10 yards. Um, um, Allen Robinson was invisible. Cam Akers did, you know, didn't have a good game. So we know a lot of these guys on the Rams side didn't play um, in, in the preseason. But I was impressed with Buffalo. I, I think to me it was more that this Buffalo team is on a mission. If you know, I know it's early and it's week one, but you look at their schedule – it's not out of the question for them to make a serious run at, at un, being undefeated. I know it's only week one, but, I mean, I was really impressed with the way they played on both sides of the ball, and you can just tell that Josh Allen is playing with a purpose and a chip on his shoulder because even when you've got a lead, this kid is running and putting his head down. I think it, for me it was more that this Buffalo team is really, really good, and I've been saying all preseason, and I know Matt and I had this conversation in the book here at Red Rock, I still think the Niners win the NFC West, not the Rams. All right, and our, our late friend Brian Blessing would love what he's seeing from the <laughs> Buffalo Bills right now. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, how about the If Patriots? anybody was pulling strings on that game, we know it was B. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, how about the uh, the Patriots out of the AFC East? And um, it's a lot of even a lot of sharp betters I know don't like the Patriots in this game against the Dolphins. I'm not sure if, how much there is to like about the Dolphins and Tua right now, but how are you seeing this game bet with the Patriots three and a half point dogs in Miami? Yeah, they're they're backing Miami in this game, Matt. Um, it's a game that I probably would stay away from just because I don't trust 
the Patriots. I mean, what did they really show in the preseason? You know, is Matt Patricia going to be calling the plays? Mac Jones has had trouble with the playbook. It sounds to me like a lot of Bill Belichick-isms. Um, it wouldn't stun me at all if the Patriots win this game or cover. The betters are batting the, uh, backing the Dolphins, though. 67% of the tickets are on the Dolphins uh, on the point spread and almost 60% on the money line. So betters clearly like Miami in this game. But uh, I always worry about, you know, Belichick getting points like this, um, you know, especially with kind of the bad, the bad vibes that have been coming out of New England in the preseason on the offensive side of the mm-hmm. ball. Chuck, last Saturday night, Matt and I spent three hours telling everybody why we like the Philadelphia Eagles without trying to uh, jinx their upcoming season. Uh, they went up later in the week, you know, all the way up to five, five and a half. I saw a couple of those out there after being four early in the week and, and for most of the week, actually. And then, of course, we see these offensive line injuries with Detroit. How much did that have to do with, you think, that you know, this Philly line rising like it did, going up a point, point and a half? I think that was part of it, Scott, but I think this Eagle team, everybody seems to to love. I mean, every year there's a two or three teams that get serious backing and all the hype about the Eagles and, you know, will Jalen Hurts in his third year be able to make the same jump that Josh, Josh Allen did? He had seven touchdowns called back last year, passing touchdowns more than anybody else. I have a hard time laying the number if it gets too big on the road because they're such a running team. I mean, they could easily have frustrated you last year if you were a, a fantasy guy and you had Hurts because they run the ball so much. Number continues to creep up. It's still one of the bigger games on the board, you know, for us, just the way that the public has bet this. 75% of the tickets are on the Eagles here, guys. So public loves the Eagles uh, tomorrow morning. Okay, how about the Raiders-Chargers game? And uh, that's bounced back and forth from three to three and a half, total of uh, 52. Looks like it should be a high-scoring game, Chuck, but how's it being bet? i got to assume at a local books, Raiders getting a lot of action. They are, Matt. I mean, from the time we put this number up, it's been a a steady flow of money on the black and silver, both on the point spread um, and the money line. Um, 63% of the tickets are on the Raiders here. But you're right about the total, because when we look at the most tickets on a total in any game, it's the Raiders-Chargers game, and that's in favor of the over. (laughs) Not not a big surprise there. Uh, Not not at all. Looks like we're going to have a lot of shootouts in the AFC West this season. We don't have much time left, Chuck, about 40 seconds. How about the Sunday night game, Buccaneers and Cowboys? What do you expect to see here? Uh, Both these teams banged up on the offensive line. A lot of drama with Tom Brady in the uh, preseason. Bucks, two-and-a-half-point favorites. How's that game being bet, and uh, how how do you cap it? You know, Matt, I'm going to be happy to root for whoever we need in this game because the ticket count is really about 50-50. For a primetime game, it's kind of unusual to have a kind of an even amount of tickets on both sides. Um, Dallas is missing Cooper, no Gallup. These are the two highest-scoring teams in the NFC last year. I think you're going to get a lot of over money. We'll probably be rooting for under more than anything else. If this game does go to three, I think it's a little bit of value on the Cowboys there at home on Sunday night. All right. Find him out at the Red Rock Sportsbook in Summerlin. Chuck, it's always great to have you on the show, man. Enjoy uh, the first Sunday of the NFL season. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Always enjoy being on with you. All right, Scott. I know you love the Red Rock Sportsbook. That's out of your neighborhood. We're going to be out there again on Wednesday shooting some videos with Chuck. Can't wait. All right. Quick break. We come back. Scott's going to tell you uh, where to uh, take your prop action, your player prop action. There you go. Actually, we're going to hear from Derek Carr about his relationship with Devontae Adams as well. Stay tuned. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for week one with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance. Offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football. Get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game 
Matt Human, Scott Spreitzer back here as we preview week one in the NFL. Scott, we're going to talk uh, player props here in a couple minutes, our, our favorite player props. Neither one of us are, are big into the props, but uh, we'll, we'll jump into that and take a look at uh, some that might make sense for week one. But uh, let's hit on a game that we talked with Chuck Esposito about at the end of uh, that segment. Raiders at Chargers. Number is three or three and a half. Total of 52 to 52 and a half. That total is uh, slowly creeping up a little bit. No big surprise. The Chargers are going to be without their top quarterback, J.C. Jackson, in this game. How do you cap this one, and uh, do you have a side? Well, I do, but I was going to ask you, were you surprised at all when it went from three to three and a half, especially in Vegas where you consider all the tickets yeah. coming in on – on Las Vegas, I was a little bit surprised. I was really surprised. I thought yeah. this number was going to be uh, three. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought it would stay three and not get up any higher than mm-hmm. that, but it has. Uh, it's definitely not the average guy walking in to make a bet in Las Vegas who's betting on the Chargers. But, uh, you know, when I look at this game, it's like, you know, we hear a lot of hype, and, and rightly so for the Raiders, the, the vibe in camp since camp started this year. The, the, the stuff that was distractions last year, or that were distractions last year, no longer are around so far with this Raiders version. And also, I look at the game and I'm thinking, you know, we're forgetting what the Chargers did. Not we are, but a lot of people are forgetting what the Chargers did in the offseason. Kind of talked about it last week. Uh, was the fact that they struggled against the run, so they go out and they get, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day. Great addition, or should be, for this Charger team. They go out, they get Khalil Mack, they get Kevin Van Noy. They already had Joey Bosa, but they needed some help up front on defense. They got that. Uh, I like the fact that they went out and took care of some things on the offensive side of the football that's going to make life potentially a little bit easier on Herbert. They're more than just Justin Herbert. But every time I hear a preview show about this game, it's Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. <laughs> and so the things right. that that the Chargers did are almost equal to what the Raiders did, almost, maybe not quite, on the deficiencies, deficiencies they had and what they had to shore up. They're just not getting that same attention that the Raiders have received. So I like what the Raiders did, but I also like what the Chargers did, Matt. And I can't back the Raiders in this game. Doesn't mean they don't go out and they put it together, and they win this contest outright. I think the Chargers come through, probably win this game by six or seven points. I don't think it's going to be a wide-margin win or anything like that. But even, you know, they even made my, uh, my, my five-play card here at the Circa and over at the Westgate, the Chargers. So, really? yeah, I'm yeah. feeling kind of confident about this Chargers team. It's not, it's not a big play for me or anything like that. Nothing's a real big play for me in week one. Uh, and nothing ever ventures too far from the norm as far as your one-unit plays or whatever you do. Uh, but the bottom line is, I do think the charges are getting shortchanged, I guess, by those who aren't plunking their money down. Um, th- those guys who are really seriously plunking their money down, the ones I've talked to, I should say, have been backing the Chargers. There are some on the Raiders, and I respect everybody who's on the Raiders because there's great reasons. But again, I just lean towards the Chargers here. And I thought, you know, going from three and three and three to three and a half was kind of telling on where a lot of sharp minds are thinking right now. You know, it's interesting you uh, you keep saying sharp and talking about the Chargers because it seems like every year, Scott, every year the Sharps love the Chargers. True. Right? Yep. And uh, it's almost every year the, the Sharps get disappointed by the Chargers. Absolutely yeah. right. You're, you're absolutely right. And like I said, I don't want to sit here and like, you know, throw away people <laughs> who are on the Raiders by any means. There's sharp right. people that are on the Raiders too. And that, so by any means, am I not trying to like disrespect Raider backers in this game? Again, I am not going to be shocked at all if they come out and win this game in week one. Mm-hmm. But you're right. And the thing that they did differently this year, though, is they, I think, took care of their defensive issues, which was the biggest deal for me in the offseason, was they've got to go out, they've got to shore up against the run. They've also got to be able to develop a little bit better pass rush as far as I was concerned. And I thought they got those players. Now those players uh, just need to take it to that next level 
and, and improve those areas on defense for the Chargers. I was never having a problem going into the season with Justin Herbert in the offense. And it's only week one, which means maybe Staley doesn't make the stupid mistake that he normally makes in crunch time. We'll see. But anyway, I was probably a little bit too blunt when I talked about this at the top of my analysis because, again, I don't have a problem with anybody back in the Raiders. I just like the Chargers and myself here a little bit more. And I could be one of those disappointed guys by week two with the LAC. Well, I think this is going to be a back-and-forth type of shootout. I did uh, actually play this over. I don't bet many totals, but I did play this over 51-and-a-half. And, uh, I I think we're going to see a higher-scoring game here. And the, the absence of J.C. Jackson played it's into big. it for me a little bit because you talked about how the Chargers – address their defensive deficiencies. They were terrible against the run last sure. year. But they needed a, a corner, a really uh, good corner, and J.C. Jackson's that guy. But he's got had right. ankle surgery in late August, and he's going to be out. So it's going to be a challenge for the Chargers, I think, to slow down this uh, Raiders passing attack with uh, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, uh, and Derek Carr. Uh, let's hear from Derek Carr about his relationship with Devontae you know, Adams going back to Fresno State. From a study standpoint, you know, we're just better football players than we were at the beginning. And, uh, you know, I think it's an exciting time for us to get on a, on the page faster and all that, you know, from a, th you know, throwing and catching aspect, you know, not much has changed, you know, like, cause we, because we train together, right. It's not like I haven't thrown him a ball in 10 years. And so, uh, you know, that part has been fun, but you know, anytime we hook up on a touchdown or a big play at practice, it's just, it's almost surreal. Like we both just kind of smile and laugh about it, you know, because it's like, man, we really dreamed about this and now we get to do it. Yeah. And Carr and Adams expect to uh, put a high powered offense out there in the field. Adams had 123 catches, I think, last year in Green Bay. Do you think his numbers drop off a little bit with the Raiders, uh, with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro out there as well? I mean, he, Aaron Rodgers really zeroed in on uh, Devontae Adams right. so much, kind of like you're seeing right now with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think his numbers do drop down, but by no fault of his own, it's because he's got more weaponry around him that uh -huh. Carr can, you know, go to where Aaron Rodgers had to go to Devontae Adams. Real quick take that I got, because I hadn't watched that interview yet, is what he said, you know, it's not like I haven't thrown this guy a pass in 10 years. We work out together. Mm -hmm. That's a little scary if you're backing the Chargers and they don't have Jackson, as you mentioned, at corner for this particular game. So I hadn't seen that interview yet. I like that out of Carr. You know, we knew it, that they played together and all that kind of stuff in college, but the fact that he's a great addition at wide receiver for a very good quarterback, and it's not like he's coming in and really unknown. I mean, these guys work out together. He just said it. You know, we throw passes together all the time, so that that makes it a little bit even more scary if you're backing the Chargers and you don't have Jackson in your in your secondary, somebody you were counting on to hold back the the passing yardage of the yeah. opponents a little bit. Uh, I did not bet the side on this game yet. Um, I did play the Raiders plus three and a half in uh, both contests, in the okay. Circa Million and also in the uh, Westgate Super Contest. I, like you said, I thought the number was going to be three. I'll take the three and a hook. I think it's going to be a back and forth uh, type of game, very similar to the Week 18 game, Scott, that was a <laughs> classic. That might have been the best regular season ending game in NFL <laughs> history in Vegas when the Raiders beat the Chargers 35-32 uh, to go to the playoffs. Uh, but there's no bigger Justin Herbert fan than me, and this goes back to when he was uh, basically a sophomore at Oregon, sophomore okay. and junior at Oregon. I thought the guy was going to be a stud. Um, I just think the loss of J.C. Jackson is going to make uh, this Raiders pass defense hard to defend. Let's get to uh, a quick look at some player props this weekend, Scott, and anything that you might play. And I guess we'll start uh, really with those two quarterbacks. What do you think of the numbers on uh, this uh, DraftKings? Derek Carr passing yards. 265 and a half, Justin Herbert, 277 and a half. Any opinion there? 
I guess I kind of lean towards the over with Derek Carr. That doesn't mean that I think, you know, the Raiders are going to win. But when you've got Renfro, you've got Waller, you've got Adams that we've been talking about to throw to, and you're going up against a team that just lost somebody in the secondary who they were counting on, you would think they try to hit a few more shots earlier in the game, and mm-hmm. maybe that opens things up to do more passing-wise throughout the course of the game. So I won't be on it, but it's a lean on Carr over, and I really don't have an opinion <laughs> on uh, on Herbert in yeah. that particular prop. And having said all this, I still think the Chargers are going to win and cover that number. Right. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of play on the overs on uh, those type sure. of quarterbacks. And uh, before the Thursday night game, Bills-Rams, I was on a podcast, and Danny Burke asked me, uh, what would you play on props? I said, look, this sounds very simple. It's very obvious. But Cooper Cup, over seven and a half catches and over right. 92 and a half yards. And he flew over those yeah. totals. Sometimes on these player props, uh, you don't have to look too deep. What, what did you find? Anything that looks like yeah. a, a good bet for you? I, I did find a couple here. I'm going to throw one out there on Baker Mayfield. And, and it was to throw an interception at the time. It was minus $1.20. And I'm not a big props guy. So we're going to throw this out there with, with that little uh, – uh, qualifier being out there. I'm not a big props guy, but I saw that Baker Mayfield, will he throw an interception? Yes, minus $1.20. He averages almost one pick per game in his entire career. Mm-hmm. I think it's 56 picks in 60 games. And so I think it's going to be 57 and 61. <laughs> this Cleveland Browns defense wants nothing to do, uh, n- nothing more to do than throw Baker Mayfield off of his game. They've just got to remain disciplined on defense and not to get too caught up and all the personal stuff. So I do like that. Mayfield to throw an interception. I also like real quickly AJ Brown at the Eagles. Anytime touchdown plus a buck thirty. Okay. All right, let's get to that. We'll hit on those a little bit more later in the okay. show. Looks like you got an Aaron Rodgers. I do have an Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. prop too, which yeah. we'll talk about later in the show. Right now we have Will Hill, VSIN handicapper on deck. So stay tuned for that. We've got two more hours of NFL previews here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Femi Abebefe from VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and our official pro football betting guide is ready and available to help you become a better football better. The 2022 edition is exclusive for VSIN subscribers and folks, it's in subscribers and folks, it's in subscribers and folks, it's in subscribers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. 
Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.